Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. All right. Well, thank you very much to everybody who might be who might be listening to uh, this podcast this morning. Our special guest this morning is a great fellow and a good friend of mine who used to be my boss back in two thousand and ten, and that is Graham Hyde, the network chief of LJ Hooker for Australia and New Zealand. Good morning, Graham. G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? I'm very, very well. It seems like a long time ago that we worked together. Eleven years ago now. But a wonderful time. It was a great time. We ran around the country <laughs> together and uh, did lots of fun things at LJ Hooker. And you're still there running Australia and New Zealand, mate. And I thought just during this lockdown period, um, well, let me give people a bit of a background. You, you were one of the top salespeople nationally for LJ Hooker. You owned four offices. Uh, you've taken over a corporate role about 11 years ago. And as I say, you're running Australia and New Zealand. I just want to talk about mindset. Firstly, uh, you know, just during COVID, generally speaking, and if you're a principal and talking to other principals out there in the network, what's important at this time that you're seeing across all of your network? What 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 are the things that are getting our principals through? Yeah, well, naturally, I, I think all of us go through, um, you know, conflicts. I suppose in our mind about letting outside influences make us act in a certain way. And I think it's really important. And I've always thought that, you know, you, the, the, what you can control is the most important. So control the controllables and let go of the outcome for the uncontrollables. Now we can't control the fact that, you know, there's rules and regulations that will continue to take place in relationship to COVID. We can't control interest rates. We can't control supply and demand of stock in the market, but what you can control is your own market share. And I've always said, no matter what happens, whether the market's up, down, interest rates are high, low, or we've got COVID or not, you are in control of your performance, your mindset, your attitude. And I think if you go out there with an attitude of abundance, that there are still people transacting, there are still people going to transact no matter what, then you can have this abundance mindset where you will just be in contact with more clients than what you know, your competitors are, I suppose, at the end of the day and, and having richer conversations because this is a relationship business and we just transact real estate. So I think the important thing is is continue to build great relationships with people and, you know, ensure that you're adding value to people's lives. That's what we do. I think that's uh, spot on. Look, I, I worked with John McGrath very closely for eight years as well and he always used to say the market is between your ears. So what sort of things, mm. Graham, can a principal do to, you know, control the controllables, build relationships at this time? What sort of things are they doing and, and are you seeing that they're doing that, that helps them build a relationship for when this market changes uh, to build their pipelines, to build, you know, property management referrals, sales referrals, et cetera? Yeah. Well, I think the, the number one thing, Pete, is, is look after your asset and your asset are your people. So this is a great time to stock take with your team. Make sure you're connecting with them regularly if they're off-site. And, you know, asking them questions about where they're at, what they're doing, and not just their mindset during, you know, COVID, but, you know, what are their, their goals and dreams and aspirations for the next three to five years? And I think, you know, that that plan, and I've had some great mentors in my life that were always about that, you know, Graham, what are you begun, where are you going to be when you're 40? Where are you going to be when you're 45? Where are you going to be when you're 50? And it, it questions you, instead of just going along with the flow, it questions you about, okay, well, if I did only have five good years left you know, in, an, in the industry or in work, or you had 10 or you had 15, what's it going to look like when you get to that age where you want to choose not to have to work? So I think 
looking after your people, goal setting with your people and ensuring that you're adding value to them personally, I think is the most critical part. The rest of it sort of is, you know, the, the standard disciplines of real estate. You know, how many connected calls do you make in a day? Um, how many people have you got that are coming to market, you know, next month, the month after, the month after, what's your pipeline look like? And continuing to, as I said, add value to people's lives through the knowledge that, you know, we were very fortunate when blessed actually in an industry where we do make a massive difference to people's lives because it's the biggest emotional decision that you'll ever make. You know, they say it's probably one of the most traumatic decisions that you make when you, when you buy and sell real estate. But, you know, again, our job is to be the trusted advisor. And, you know, again, I've always said that, you know, this is about being an advisor um, to people rather than, you know, being an agent that, you know, tra- just transact, you know, a house. You know, I think, people that can sell their own home if they really tried at the moment. Yes, there's plenty of buyers around. But, you know, can we get the maximum for them? Can we, you know, guide them, hold their hand, um, be a partner for them during that period of time that they're on market? And then, you know, creating a, a client for life like you and I have always talked about. Look, you're spot on as well. I just want to go back one step. You say, as a principal, take care of your biggest asset, which is your people. So are you suggesting mm. and are you seeing in your network at the moment that, that principals who might own a small regional office or a metro office, doesn't matter, Taking the focus really away from the transactional daily stuff with their people, who who quite ri- you know uh, literally are sitting at home, um, trying to make calls, maybe homeschooling, maybe they've got their spouse or partner under their feet as well. It's kind of a difficult time. But are you suggesting that these mm. principals are saying, let's have just have a talk about your life, how you feel yeah. it's going, yeah. where you want to be, what can we do when all this is over to help move you forward? Totally, mate. You know what? What can we? What can I do to help you now while you're in, you know, a, a challenging situation? What can I help you do to get where you want to be in twelve months' time? What's your goals for three to five years? Start them to get them thinking about not, you know, that they're sitting in four walls with, you know, a couple of kids that they're trying to homeschool or whatever the situation that they're in. Get them to start think about what can I be doing now in order to achieve the goals I want to achieve for the next one, three, and five years. So I think having that conversation would be much more appreciated than a you know principal. Not to say that anyone's doing this, but ringing up and okay, how many calls you made today? How many listings you got this week? Because you know, again, it's it's about the relationship. If you give people what they want, they'll give you what you want. That's very very true, isn't it? I mean, it's a real time for humanity, you know, in the broader sense to shine. And and rather than talk about number of calls and KPIs and metrics being met, might just be a and in fact, to be quite honest with you, today is the 16th of August, 2021. I spent most of last week talking to principals and sales agents and doing just that. How are you going? How are mm-hmm. things? That's and it. the amount of people, yeah. Graham, that said, look, I'm at home, I've got kids at home, I'm living in an apartment, I've got my husband or wife at home, it's a bit trying, to be honest. So, I mean, I yeah. didn't even want to talk about metrics or, or anything else. It was no, just, you know, no. what do you know? It's not what's important right now. You know, I think COVID has probably zeroed everybody. You know, all of a sudden whether you've got the most money or you've got the least amount of money or, you know, whether you made five sales last month or two sales this month, you know, when you, when you look at this as a, a, a once in a lifetime epidemic for us and, you know, what's really valuable is, is life right now. You know, and unfortunately you've seen people that have passed away, you know, during this uh, terrible pandemic that we've had that shouldn't have, you know, they should have had another five, 10, 15, 20, 30 good years of life left. And, Again, you know, when I say zeroed, zeroed means that, you know, what's really important. And, you know, I've always said your health comes first without a doubt because without your health, you've got nothing. Secondly is your family and your friends because without them, uh, you, you don't have quality of life. And the third one, you know, is, is yes, it's business, but it's also your happiness. 
And, you know, if you get the first two right, usually that third one follows pretty well. And you're a better person when you are on the phone to, to a client or meeting a client or running an open home or, you know, pitching for a listing. You know, I think, you know, getting that, that whole balance of who you are as a person and what's really important in life is, is critical. And I've seen and worked with a lot of agents that just burn themselves out, you know, and, and I went through a phase of that when I was, I was writing in excess of a million dollars a year 12 years ago. Um, and it does, it burns you out. You know, you just, you start to lose sight of what's really important. But the thing at the end of the day is the things in life that are really important, which is your health, your family and your friends, that's what drives you to be good at what you do when you are in the business arena. It keeps you balanced and it makes sure that you don't lose sight of, you know, at the end of the day, if, if you know, if there was a pandemic like this that comes around, I hope we'd never see another one in our lifetime, but if it came around and, the, you know, there wasn't a cure for it, where it took a long time to find it. And, you know, if you got sick with it, it doesn't matter how much money you make because, you know, you're going to be in the same boat as everybody else that's sick with it. And unless there's, you know, a cure for it, um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty sad state of affairs. But well, this will pass. We'll, we'll move on. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll all be, I think, more united as a community as in a – you know, as in Australia and New Zealand, I think we'll be, we'll be more united, and I've seen that happen. You know, I, I think you know a lot of people have reached out to more people than what they normally would do in their busy weeks, and they've you know just taken a minute to take some time to talk and that's see how people true. are feeling. And, uh, that's yeah, really and I think true. it's and, I think and, it's pretty cool. And sorry, mate, to cut you off there, but that that's a really right. salient point. A, a lady I used to work with um, at McGrath for a long time, Elizabeth Brunton, in the projects team. I saw a post on Facebook last week or the week before, and she was just I'm paraphrasing, but she was saying, look. If you've lost your job, if your hours have been cut back, if you're finding it difficult in any way, shape or form, particularly if you're you know, finding it hard to put food on the table, direct message me, mm. absolute confidentiality, um, but I'm here to help. So she wasn't talking yeah. about real estate. She was talking about dropping no. food packages around to people who may be hurting at the moment. And I think that will build yeah. credibility, not that she's doing it for a business point of view, but this sort of a market no. is a great opportunity to build rapport to build relationship and and to build a business in the good times yeah. because i'm sure yeah. a lot of your agents and a lot of our agents at stone have got these burgeoning pipelines they're just growing and growing but people they're either signed up and ready are ready to come to market but not wanting the agent to bring anyone through the agent can't mm. take photos or, or for whatever reason so we've got one guy listed 15 auctions in the last 12 days and he said i can't get photos i can't get floor plan i can't, I can't get anyone through so he said i'm just ringing my mm. clients and saying how you going you want me to come around and mow the lawn or put a mask on, you know, his older clients, he works in one of those sort of areas. So I think mm. you're spot on doing those human things for people, just touching base. And sometimes people just want a bit of company, mate. They want a phone call, don't they? They do. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of people feeling pretty isolated, I've got to say, at the moment. So another adult to talk to is always a good thing. 100%. Now, let me just move your attention for one minute to property management. What can we be doing as principals? Uh, or as property managers in this market to try and build uh, a bigger rent roll, to build an asset to to get more managements in the door? Well, I think, again, Peter, it comes back to what we've been talking about is, you know, as a landlord myself, you know, when just – and I had um, one of our officers that manages one of my properties just reached out the other day and just just made made a phone call and sort of said, oh, hi, how are you? I just want to check in with you. Everything's fine with your property. I just want to call you and just make sure you're, you're all good. And I went, geez, that's nice. <laughs> They're the sort of things I think if you want to, you know, because normally a phone call from a property manager to, <laughs> to 
<laughs> usually something, yeah, something's broken, something doesn't work, people are leaving, they haven't paid the rent. But it's really nice when, again, Matt, just it's like what I said before, building clients' life and, and caring more about people than you do about money and never have to worry about money. Yeah, look, I agree with that too. And uh, to recruitment, for, for principals bringing people into their team, growing their team, or for salespeople, property managers who may not be happy, how are you seeing it across your thousand plus offices at the moment in terms of recruitment? Well, at the moment, it's interesting. There was a, a period of time um, just prior to this last outbreak of COVID that you know, most people would probably, from the first lot of round of COVID we went through, I think became very um, stayed where they were and didn't really want to move. And then all of a sudden, for about three or four months there before this last outbreak, people started to, you know, show signs of, you know what, now that the lockdown's finished, how I was treated by my business owner during the period of time is either going to make me stay or make me look around. And there was a few people looking and they, and there has been some movement. You know, we've recruited quite, quite a number of people in the last probably three or four months. But at the end of the day, I think it's, again, it probably comes back down to, Peter, it's the same as, you know, in your if you're in a relationship, you know, you've got to look after the person in the relationship, you've got to communicate really effectively. You've got to have that trust. Um, you've got to do what you say you're going to do and not let people down because otherwise it's, you know, somebody else will be paying more attention to them than what you are. And if that happens, you only need one little thing to go wrong and them feeling a bit down or neglected and they'll jump the fence, you know, and they'll, they'll be off and you'll go, gee, why did they leave me? I gave them, I thought I gave them everything. And, you know, people, I hear agents or principals say to me a lot of time, oh, I've got an open door policy. Well, having your door open in that respect doesn't actually work. You've actually got to reach out and be connecting and actually demonstrate, like show me your care. That's probably the, the most important words I think that, you know, in anything that we do, not just in our industry, but, you know, you go on an airline flight or you stay in a motel, just show me your care. Like remember my name or, you know, give me a complimentary something or tell me I've got an upgrade even if I haven't. But just show me that you care, not just clip the ticket for, you know, to take a share of my wallet. Yeah, great point. So let's let's assume we're out of COVID now. I'm running a business somewhere. I've got a great office. What sort of things do you see that the most successful leaders are doing for their team culturally? How are they, how are they building and keeping those relationships? Is it sales meetings regularly? Is it sales training? Is it one-on-ones? Is it cultural activities, I don't know, what, what, what sort of stuff? Yeah, look, I think, Peter, it's a combination of all of those things. I think, you know, because we work in a, a fairly ego-driven industry, um, making sure that, you know, you're communicating well and helping people get achieve what they want to achieve. So it goes back to some of the things we talked about before. But I think a combination of um, transparency and collaboration is really important in real estate business right now. So, you know, our best offices. Naturally, you're not going to necessarily share your balance sheet with your with your team, but but I think you know having clear um, you know goals and KPIs of what you expected outcomes for the month and the quarter, you know helping them again to achieve their personal goals will help you achieve your goals. And mate, I think at the end of the day, I think it's about making sure that people are we're all singing out of the one hymn book. You know, sometimes I hear what people say to their team and what they say as a leader two different things, and they conflict. I think making sure that you're congruent and you're true to yourself in relationship to the way you demonstrate um, what your vision is, but you also bring everybody along for the ride. And I think most people listening to this would that are principals would realise that the business model 
from 15 to 20 years ago has changed dramatically to what it is today. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it's, it's just a very much more, let's, we're all in this together. It's collaboration. Um, and as I said, it's transparency. It's making sure that everybody understands the clearly defined goals for the business and the vision and everyone buys into it and they all come on the journey together. So I think there's nothing more important than, you know, having regular communication that's through sales meetings, one-on-ones, all of that sort of stuff. But, you know, even, you know, just have a, which I used to do in my business, you know, I'd have a, you know, a quarterly, we'd have a, a picnic in a park somewhere and drive everyone along and, you know, I'd buy the, the food and, and just invite people to come bring their families along for a day, throw a ball around. And it, I think, you know, that being in business, you spend a lot of time naturally in a business environment. And I think it's really nice when you can, you know, have have fun together. And, and you know, at the end of the day, it's people usually don't, Leave um, leaders if if they're having fun and they've got good opportunity and good support. I think that's a, a a really important thing that a lot of leaders could take out of that. Can I just go back a step? You said that you would share, not necessarily the balance sheet, but you would certainly share with your team at your sales meetings, etc., where the business is headed. So you're saying we want to do a million dollars this quarter, um, hmm. and and you're looking at, for example, market appraisals, listings, GCI for each salesperson, property management referrals, what an individual is doing to help contribute to the overall goal, and you're sharing that with the team, correct? Mm. Like yep. You're putting it I on agree. the table. Yep. Yeah, I think you should, mate, because as I said, they're going to find out, if they're really going to find out in one way, shape, or form, or they're going to guess. And, you know, a lot of principals, if they see you turn up in a new car, you know, they think that, you know, you've just paid $150,000 for your new Mercedes that you just bought. They don't realise, though, that you've got an overdraft of, you know, a million dollars sitting there and, you know, you've still got mortgages to pay and you've still got your kids' school fees to pay and the car's on their lease and tax deduction anyway. So, but it's it's probably that they will guess that you're making a lot of money when they shouldn't. So I think being open with the team and sort of saying, okay, here's what our goals are for the month. Do we all agree that it's achievable? Get that buy-in then get the collaboration and then ask them the question. Okay, guys, so if that's what we want to achieve for the quarter, how are we going to get there? And then ask them so that they actually contribute rather than say, this is what we're going to do, this is what we need. Beautiful. Say to them, here's a goal for us. If we get it, this is what you will get rewarded with. Let's do this, 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 and this. It could be a party or it could be, a, you know, you all get a holiday, a weekend away with your partner or whatever. Come up with something that's a goal that makes it fun and then, um, again, ask them how we're going to achieve it together and get their buy and get their input because, you know, 10 heads around a table are better than one. And, you know, you, as a principal, sometimes you get a little bit siloed and you get a little bit tunnel vision because you keep doing what you've always done. Whereas you get one person that sits at that table and says, what if we did this? And you go, geez, that's a good idea. But mm. if you don't, if you, if you, you know, dominate the conversation, um, it'll keep getting done your way. And if there's somebody that's not, an alignment in that team with you on what you're doing, it'll only take somebody else, you know, down the road, a competitor that rings them all the time and congratulates them for what they're doing and how they're doing it, that they'll go, you know what, I'm just not aligned with this. I keep getting told what to do rather than having input. And I think the younger generation coming through, and I won't put it into X's or Y's or anything else, but just younger, they love collaboration. You know, it's really important to them. And if they're not feeling that they're part of something, which they love to feel, they will, you know, quickly get, you know, some sort of dissent and that'll fester and then eventually it'll, they'll leave. Yeah, look, I, I think that's a really great point as well. You know, older principals, and, and most of them, most of us are older principals, sometimes don't connect really well with the younger, you know, 
t- teens, 20s, even early 30s, we're just on a, a different level. So understanding what drives them, what they want. Um, I read a great book um, called Subscribed. I'll send it to you after this podcast. Actually, you might enjoy it too, but it's all about the subscription economy where people want um, access to stuff rather than ownership of stuff. You, you just think about CDs mm. or, you know, Porsche overseas, the, the car company. You know, you, you can subscribe to drive two or three different late model cars over two or three years. It's kind of like a lease, but they pay for everything mm. except the fuel. So, I mean, you don't actually yeah. own the vehicle. It's, it's a great thing. So no. understanding that younger generation, having some great cultural activities, may, maybe a Frisbee meeting down the beach, you know, once a month where you're discussing good ideas out in the fresh air. Um, you know, our Parramatta office does a, a complete staff get-together um, once a quarter, pizzas and beers on the table on a Friday. They discuss their goals. Have we met them? Where are we going next month? What's new? I think things like that really do foster a great sense of camaraderie and, and that family feel i mean we're spending eight or ten hours of you know a day in the office which is as much yeah. if not more than we spend with our family we should as leaders right. really go out of our way to make it as good a place yeah. as possible yeah and really mate at the end of the day that's the leaf out of the book that i see our our top lg hooker officers our top business leaders that's what they do um they do it religiously and they don't do it because they're forced to do it they don't do it because it ticks a box they do it actually because they generally care and they want it to be part of that sort of family culture in their business, and you know it works incredibly well. So yeah, it certainly does. Well, mate, look, I really appreciate your time. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You're sitting up there in Port Macquarie, trying to run a network over. To the <laughs> There's worse places to be locked in. Let me tell you, mate. I can, <laughs> can imagine sitting on the water there. But Graham Hyde, I really do appreciate your time and your friendship over the years. Um, keep on going, buddy. Thanks, mate. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you in the future, let us know. But that's been great having you on our Stone Industry Podcast. My pleasure. Good luck to everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, We'd appreciate our ratings on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.